0: Welcome back to the Mom Bitch Podcast. I am your host, Celia Bogarelli. And I just have to say that this episode in particular, I really want you to take your time to listen to it. So if you are trying to multitask right now, this is not the episode for you. So just pause it, go back to the previous episodes where we're just like having a good old time. And not to say that we're not going to have a good time today. But I have to say that when I made this podcast, I very much told myself that it was going to be a mix of fun, but also a mix of realness. Okay. And I want to make sure that I have a platform where I am a resourceful resource of actual important information. And I'm not saying I know everything. I'm not saying I'm the dictionary, but you best believe if I read some shit and it's worth noting I'm going to talk about it because education is key. And that is the point of today's episode. We are empowering ourselves, mom bitches. We are going to go on the journey of what I would call women challenges. And I'm not just saying like women challenges as in like I ate too many carbs and now I'm bloated and now I need to worry about my gut health. Like I'm talking about real serious complexities that we face as women because It's a very important year. I've talked about it previously. It's a political year, but it's very much a time where we need to educate ourselves and we need to spread information and reach more people so that we can fix the generations ahead. Because if not, quite honestly, I think they might be screwed. So today we are going to talk about financial stress. We're going to talk about legal hurdles. We're going to talk about violence And violence in the healthcare autonomy system, like, we need to bask in the wisdom, okay? And I want to bring in the incredible Bren Brown, if you've ever heard of her, look her up if you haven't. There's so many helpful pieces of information out there and people that dedicate their entire lives to build change. And I'll be honest with myself, like, I don't think I take that much time to, like, educate myself. But... I had seen too many things this week and read too many things. And I'm like, no, like this week, this podcast episode has to be like real, real, because I cannot with what I've seen. So before we plunge into like the heart of the discussion, I want us to immerse ourselves on an article I read on The Cut because it's wild. And after reading it, I was like, you have to talk about this. Like... This is something that could impact anyone. So with that said, this narrative is really emphasizing, I would say, on the importance of education and resilience. So get ready for a detailed and extended conversation over a girl named Charlotte. So picture this, a woman named Charlotte. She is a financial advice columnist. So you would have to imagine She's savvy, right? She's educated. And I would assume probably level headed. And so when I go into this story, I don't want anyone to think it's coming from a place of judgment because it truly could happen to anyone. I can't even imagine, if you read the whole article, which I will share the link, please do. I genuinely cannot imagine being in her shoes. And what I'm about to say is just a very quick recap of the entire story. This woman's world unraveled, okay? She received a call from someone claiming to be from Amazon, warning her about fraudulent purchases on her account. I'm sure most of us at some point have either feared it or have been impacted by this, where you Have compromised passwords and you're going to reset everything, you're canceling your credit cards. Like identity theft is so terrifying to me. Like, that's a big reason why I don't put Lakin on the internet is because of face recognition and so on and so forth. And I'll go into a whole episode on that another time. But just imagine okay, so it started as like a phone call from Amazon and it soon escalated into like the most nightmare scenario so she got this fake amazon call and it paved the way for subsequent calls that were pretending to be from the ftc and the cia and the numbers that called her were the same numbers on the government websites this is like an elaborate web of deception okay like you are painting a very grim, serious, real picture to someone relatively smart to scam them. I cannot imagine. Anyways, so Charlotte, right, her identity was allegedly stolen, and she found herself being told that she was implicated in crimes that were like, suggested to be money laundering and drug trafficking. And she had to assist in this supposed investigation and catch the criminals. And like, they even had fake badges. You'll have to read the whole article. It was just absolutely wild. Anyways, so Charlotte was coerced to believe that she needed to withdraw a substantial amount of cash from the bank to give it to the government, for them to give her a government check so that her money was clean money. And now mind you, these people knew her husband, that she had children, like she's just trying to send her kid off to like a Halloween party. And all of this is happening over like a very short amount of time. So with that, she withdrew $50,000 in cash that was directed by the scammers and handed it over to an unknown person who arrived in an SUV at her address, meaning like they knew where she lived. And she really truly thought she was part of like this legitimate government operation. She wasn't able to call a lawyer. She was told not to call her husband or the cops. And like, in reality, like you might think like, wow, that's really suspicious. But I can't imagine having like that much fake proof be put in front of me, right? Like it was far from the illusion she was being fed, you know? And so the entire scenario was basically this elaborate scam. And obviously, when she didn't get the government check, like Charlotte realized she had just lost $50,000. And once she understood none of it was real, she reached out to her husband, reached out to the authorities, and like, important note here, the authorities confirmed that like, if you ever really are truly involved in anything like that, the government would never tell you or request your money. So just know that in case it ever gets brought up, but like the aftermath left her, I'm sure an extreme embarrassment, right? Humiliation, and probably just a profound loss of trust in herself. And I empathize with her so much, like, I would be so paranoid, I would have so much anxiety and depression after something like that, like, if they took my family's life savings, and I genuinely truly thought that I was doing what I needed to do to save my family, like, it just goes back to, like, life is wild, can you believe that, like what an emotional fallout for that woman. And like, I am so proud of her, even though I don't know her to write her story because she addressed it. And I hope it was very therapeutic to her because she's not done. Like Charlotte's story happens. I'm sure all of the time. I remember when we were building this house, our neighbors almost got scammed the day of closing where to wire their money. Like And they're extremely intelligent, like things just happen and people can just intercept in an unknown instance. And then like, you don't know what's real. You don't know what's not. Anyways, like I would say Charlotte's story now has like laid bare with intricate details. Right. It's a reminder that there's a critical importance of staying vigilant, questioning suspicions and situations and seeking help when needed, I just like, you gotta read this article. Like, it's super long. Do it when you're like ready to take in some deep shit. But, like, wow, I could not get over it. I'm really happy she wrote about it because now I feel like I'm more smart if something like that were to ever land in my lap because of her unfortunate situation. But go, Charlotte. I mean, that's just wild. Now I just wanna delve into the challenges faced by mothers. On various fronts because there's so much stress in this world. And I feel like social media always wants to paint this picture of like, your life has to be perfect. If you don't do XYZ, if you don't look a certain way, if you don't make a certain amount of money, if you're not wearing a certain thing that you're just like behind your game. And it's so narcissistic and arrogant to not just recognize that that's just straight up batshit crazy and I fall victim of social media too but I want to unpack like hard cold facts today financial stress like after reading that article I want to budget everything now like just the thought of losing my savings I can't imagine the struggle of many moms that encounter this type of stuff daily, just budget as much as you can. I'm going to find a, like a budget financial advisor to come on this podcast because, you know, I'm married to a CPA. I looked out, but if I were to be on my own, I can't imagine how to keep track of everything. And if you feel like you're, you know, just getting by Like, more power to you. I think everyone is. But one thing that really upsets me is, like, wage gaps. And I don't necessarily mean this about my situation in particular, but just in general. There's just, like, this persisting wage gap. And I read that, like, women make about 82 cents for every dollar earned by men. And that statistic isn't just a number. Like, that's a tangible blow to mothers striving to make ends meet, especially when they shoulder the role of the primary caregivers in some instances. I really give it to single moms because they are the breadwinner. They are the mother, the caregiver, the emotional support. And if you're a single dad, this goes to you as well. Like, I just think that there's a call for economic justice When it comes to undervaluing women's contributions and undervaluing women's situations. And, you know, we'll just look at it like just recently, like job insecurity is a real thing. And I feel like that fear is so unhealthy to carry on your shoulders. But when there's like economic downturns, it just proportionately affects women. Like, there's a higher rate of job loss, if you can even imagine that, and unemployment. It's just sad. Like, there's just not enough jobs with enough opportunity to create a healthy living. And I'm really proud because they just said that women now own more homes than men. And it's kind of like, how? But I think women are empowered through all of this. Like, we... Chose equality at some point, right? Like now we're working, now we're moms. But I really do think women over the past decade have really taken that insecurity and embraced it. But like the insecurity experienced by many women just adds a whole layer of stress as you navigate the challenges of providing stability for your family. Like It's a delicate balance act between like career ambition and like the harsh realities of an unpredictable job in an unpredictable job market. It's something to seriously talk about and it's something to seriously consider. What are the resources to give you that type of stability and what are you doing to educate yourself and be someone that an employer wants and wants to keep even during downturn. Not only that, but like, if you think about just like the rising cost of living, it's not a talking point anymore. Like it's a serious struggle and it demands attention. Like people can't afford to buy homes. Even kids coming out of college can't afford to buy homes. Like rent's going up, cost of living is going up. Like whether it's housing, education, like the financial pressures on new moms and young moms, it just keeps mounting. And I don't necessarily mean this to women that have like a dual income. I used to think dual income made me like sick. Now I'm so thankful for it because it's now more than just managing like a household budget. Like it's really a profound challenge that people have to get through and to get actionable solutions sometimes, especially in like a co-parenting situation, like You're forced to go to court. You're forced to like kind of abide by paying money to get money. It's just insane to me. So men out there, take responsibility. Women, let's be smart because we have to be. Like anything could happen in any second. And the one thing that I want to show Lakin is mom's smart. Mom works hard. Mom's savvy. Mom's going to make mistakes. Mom might be a Charlotte one day, but mom's going to get her shit done and mom's going to do the best that she can. Okay, but I want to shift our focus into like legal hurdles that directly impact a mom's ability to make choices about her health because this specific challenge is unruly. Okay, and I don't know if you follow like developments that have been happening in Texas, but like doctors are like losing their license and potentially getting charged with lifetime in jail. If they perform abortions, what like, but then there was like a dad that put like an abortion inducing drug into his wife's water and got like 180 days in jail what's like the balance there? Like, I can't even imagine not having access to abortion services. Like when people say, why do you want to live in Michigan? Like that's fucking why like Michigan is like, if you look at the map, there's like a very small handful of states that aren't impacted by this, where it's just completely overruled. And there's a whole list of states and what stages they're at. But like the restrictive abortion ban in Texas, I can't And like, I thought it was just like the abortion itself. I had no idea that it was also like direct repercussions to like doctors. And that might've been maybe an ignorant, but like, how do women not have the choice and autonomy over their bodies It's not just a legal matter. Like that is a fundamental right to choose, okay? The fight for bodily autonomy is not just this like abstract conception. It's like reality playing right in front of our eyes. And like when you vote, you better be freaking educated because as scary as Charlotte's story was, this is even scarier. Like I cannot imagine... And I really hope I'm protected by Michigan and the fact that like we are democratic and that we vote for the right, but laws restricting women's rights to make decisions about their bodies directly, I can't, especially when it's made by like old white men. I'm sorry, I said it. Like nobody will constrain my choice and my autonomy ever in my life. Texas, like you got to and I need to do more research. Like I got to follow this state more because they actually have like the full ban, like the Texas abortion ban. I just can't imagine living in Texas. Like I had no idea how crazy it actually was. And I'm so disappointed in myself to say that. Because I live in Michigan, like I haven't been following it as closely as I should have. But like reproductive rights, like it needs to gain urgency because that is probably one of the most highlighted challenging things for women to navigate where decisions about their bodies are increasingly regulated. So like all of us collectively need to get more educated on that front because it's really, really, really cruel world out there. And I just cannot stand behind it. And I am so pro abortion that if you're not, I don't even want you to listen to my podcast. Like, get out of here. I'm being dead serious. Like, that is where I draw the line and where I stand up for what is right. Like, you can have your own opinion. You do you for your own personal body and life, but you do not ever tell a woman what she needs to do with her body and the fact that there's actually a law out there now and like states are going to the extent of like actually pursuing this through like doctors that people have grown up with are like losing their license for helping women stay alive for making like the right choice for themselves. Like that is the biggest reality of violence towards women. And I just Cannot believe that this is, like, a thing. Like, I always say to my grandma, and I used to joke about it, like, oh, I don't want women's rights. Like, I'd rather just, like, watch jeans dry for three days and make bread. And, like, now we have all of these rights, but it feels like we're going backwards. Like, what? And then I started to go down this, like, fact-finding thing. okay. So like abortion autonomy, like, did you know one in three women have experienced like physical or sexual intimate partner violence? Like that is a very alarming statistic. And we need to advocate for safer environment, okay? When I read that, I was floored. It's not just about awareness. Like we really need to create a culture of support and safety for women and moms, because our children need us. We are the heartbeat of our families. Our families need us. Harassment is another one that I was reading on. And like assault, like actual true instances of harassment and assault. You might hear these pauses, but I'm just blown away as I talk about it like the fact that that continues to be an impact on women's mental health is just so disheartening for me, you know, because as moms, like we just play the most crucial role in amplifying the lives for our children. We are the ones that have given birth to this child and we really want to bring them into a world of safe place And we want to bring them into a world where we protect them. And to know that there's women out there that don't even feel protected themselves. Like, it's just unjust. And when I think about harassment, you know, it's like, how do women just not have consent all of the time? Like, we really need to support those people that have had very traumatic experiences. It's not just a hashtag on Instagram. It's really about fostering empathy and solidarity in the increasing evil world for women. And to know that in those instances, women wouldn't have the right to make a decision for their body is just absolutely disgusting. Just absolutely disgusting. At the end of this episode, I'm actually gonna have links for us to educate ourselves better. And I say us because education is ongoing. Like this is stuff that's happening ongoing in real time. And we need to sometimes get off the Instagram rule and actually read the newspaper because healthcare right now, the autonomy, it's paramount. Like it's time to explore the specific challenges moms are facing across the world and helping making choices about not just our own well-being, but the well-beings of anyone that's impacted by these healthcare challenges. It's truly a time to take the time to get educated. And I will say this, and this is why I'm always easy on myself, is this landscape is really complex. Like it's very comprehensive. And there's a lot of things I don't understand and I don't necessarily have the time to dive in to become like a subject matter expert. But I will say that as now being a mom, you better believe that like sexual education, knowing that it remains like a challenge and knowing that it impacts mom's ability to like educate their families and their children's about like crucial healthcare matters, like you better believe that I'm going to be taking the time to be more political and more well-rounded in these subjects, because it's not just about like the information. It's really about advocating for a comprehensive and inclusive society where education empowers women and empowers our children to empower women and to empower moms. Like we need to make, informed decisions that aren't just biased on what we think it may be about we need to take into consideration people's experiences what they've been through the horror stories the good like we need to take into consideration everything that people go through before we start making laws mass banning you know a woman's body and i really hope things get overturned And people start to smarten up because it's like very like to me, that's not a democracy. That's dictatorship. And with that said, like, I like turn to like pro contraceptive. Right. But like just knowing that there might be barriers and accessing that, like, how do you even, I can't, I can't even fathom that. Like, there's so many important family planning services, and that's part of one. Like this directly impacts moms trying to make an informed decisions about like their reproductive health. Like to not have the ability to buy contraceptive is scary, right? Like not having the access, like we really need to break down those barriers. Like, we really need to ensure that every mom has the freedom to make choices aligning with their own individual health goals. We need to get there. Like, we need to do better. We need to come together. Mom betches, unite, okay? We need to do better. I think this podcast got really dark. I'm really sorry. But I do want to wrap on a very like empowering message from Bren Brown. And if you haven't researched her, or read one of her books, take the time to do it this year. Like this year is the year of education. Like this year is the year of creativity. So we really need to look within and be one with our hearts and do what we can to make this world a better place. With that said, I'm going to empower us because I want everyone to walk away today feeling empowered that you are going to do just this year. 2024, we talked about the in and out last, I talked about the number one in last being voting, like we really need to do just, and in the words of Bren Brown, and please don't hate on me if I don't quote this properly, to initiate change in the new year, Understand there's more than one way. Take time to ask someone else their experience and help create change. Let's prevent future generations from making the same mistakes. I said that very slow for a reason, okay? Like, Bren's words. So beautiful, right? Like those resonate deeply with me. So I am urging all of us, mom to leverage her words, to leverage your collective strength, to leverage your passion for positive change. Okay? Because I want to arm ourselves with all of the information power so that we have it in our arsenal so that we can explore actionable steps to make a difference. Empower ourselves to do something. We have to make a difference and we have to take the time to invest in our children. Like, I can't imagine what our children may go up and face against if it continues to go this way. Okay. So with that said, I'm going to link some educational tips. I'm going to link Charlotte's story. Let's take the time. Let's do our things. Let's educate ourselves. Let's do the damn thing. Thank you for taking the time today. I really hope you enjoy this podcast. If you want to please subscribe, like, rate the podcast, like understand like mom bitch, part of being a mom bitch isn't just having fun. We got to be real sometimes, right? Like we need to understand how policies impact women and our healthcare system, and we need to empower ourselves to do better. So with that said, I hope you guys have a fantastic day. I cannot wait to advocate for change alongside of you.